0: Oh, hey, you caught me in the middle of something. This is Joe Rio from the band Hidden in Plainview, and you're listening to We Podcast, and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 193 of We Podcast, and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora.
1: Happy early 4th of July, everybody. Be safe lighting off them fireworks.
0: Yeah, if you're listening to the show the day it drops, it's July third. We're recording on Thursday night, July 2nd at 7 30 p.m. our customary recording time. We don't have to start at damn near 9 30, 10 o'clock like we did last week. That was a that was nuts.
1: Oh um, dude, yo, I was hanging by a thread. I was just up since like five and just beat that was it for me.
0: Yeah. Well <sighs> you didn't you didn't have to stay up and edit it and get it out. And I still got it out on time, which I
1: so fought the earth. I fought didn't the earth to fall asleep.
0: Out? No, that was the like two weeks ago. Okay, I was
1: gonna say I, was, I know there was one where you fell asleep.
0: Yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> mid edit one time, and the episode didn't come out. It came out three hours late because I just fell asleep. That's I woke funny. up in the morning and like scrambled to get it done because that's that's what it do. A quick do quick PSA tonight before we get the uh, the ball rolling here. Um, you may or may not hear some background noise tonight. We, we apologize in advance. It's in the nineties in Philly right now, where Sam and I record from. And generally I turn off the air conditioner for as long as we're recording. So you don't hear that buzzing in the background, especially on headphones. Um, it doesn't happen so much while we're talking, but when there's a little silence, you can kind of hear it if you are listening for it. So we just apologize in advance for any, you know, air conditioning you might hear in the background. It's in the nineties and I'm just not trying to deal with that shit.
1: Yeah, but I I can't hear anything
0: at least on my end. If that makes you feel better, the the audio is not when there's nobody talking. The audio line is not straight. There's a little bit of wiggle to it, so I know at least a little bit's picking up, dude. You know this microphone picks up everything. Yeah,
1: it, it it does good work.
0: If a dog farted four yards away, I'd know. That's simple as that. That's true. (laughs) We got our picks of the week. We got trivia. Sam's going to kick it off with gaming. We have a review for Iron Man VR. We have an update on Crash 4. It's about time. In uh, movies, Seth Rogen is dropping a new movie. Well, he's rebooting a classic franchise that's being rebooted for the 7,000th time. AMC has made a pretty big decision about what they're going to be doing in the future. Uh, Moving into TV, some video games uh, are going to be turned into TV series. Ozark. Uh, a little news update on that wonderful show. And that's also where. Yeah, just,
1: just a little story. Just there.
0: a little story there. And that's where our top three is going to lie. It there's nothing to do with those, but it is our top three least favorite Nicktoons tonight. That's right. Nicktoons for all you 90s kids. I don't consider anything after 2005 a Nicktoon, so don't try me. Uh, Jimmy Neutron's even cutting it. So uh, cutting it close. And then. Uh, <laughs> Couple of like comic book stories before Sam takes over for a CGC spotlight, and we will get on the, out of here. But let's start as always with, as my voice kind of cracks. Oh, uh, our- it
1: cracked a hundred percent.
0: Our picks of the week.
1: Okay, my pick of the week. It's going to be the last of this part two. Oh, um, it's not. In my end, it's not a ten out of ten game.
0: You. By the so way, I'm you gonna... rolled. You rolled credits. Of
1: course, of course, I, I finished. Um, it. This is my opinion. If you played the first game, you beat it, you loved it, whatever. You have to play the second. Like this is still part of the 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 story, the journey they went on. Don't get butthurt if they go one way or the other. I mean, it's it, it's a game. Like to me, like other people say, like this disrespects this, this character or this character. Like that, no, it doesn't. Like that, you're thinking way way too far into it. Like this is just a a game that was you know in six years of development, so. You know they took their time, like Naughty Dog, like with Neil Druckmann directed. They were not rushing. They they knew they planned this out. I think this it, it's an upgrade definitely from the first. I still I still think overall I like the first because it didn't like the second didn't pack that that like emotional punch the one the way that the first one got me just maybe because it came out of nowhere I I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll say they they really um. <clears throat> updated the, the fighting like the way you can kind of like you're like close combat with people where you can like juke and jive and do a couple of things like that like that's pretty cool the game introduced guard dogs which is like another thing where it's like you can't just sit there don't the smell you got to move so like you can like do some stealth stuff like there's smoke bombs stun bombs you can do like pistol silencers with like water bottles like they added some like some 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 great stuff to like have fun with it great music again by gustavo it's, you know it's beautiful as always um, there was two, two things happened to me. weird on this game. One time the game froze on me, completely froze, had to restart my PS4. Um, I was in like a shooting scene. I don't know if there was just too much going on. It just froze. So I had that happen. And then another time it was literally all in like the same area, like near the end of the game. And, um, I remember I jumped off this ledge. I think I was like, just in the, I don't even want to say the area, but, I got caught in a bush and I couldn't get out. And I kept trying to press every button, couldn't get out. I even laid like a mine down, shot my gun, uh, a, a, a walker or a clicker came over. The bomb blew up. It was right next to me. I survived. I was like, you got it, you shit. <laughs> so I just had to restart from checkpoint. But there were like the two little things that happened to me while while playing it. I don't know if, you know, you know, if it happened to other people. I didn't hear anything, but there were those two things that happened to me. But overall, I still give this game an eight out of 10. I still think it's solid. It was worth the 60 that I spent on it. I think it was a little long. I believe it was double the length of the first one. Um, I, I think they did, they could have cut this down a little bit, but they said, Hey, they had a story to tell. And hey, I understand it. I still got my money. I played it. I enjoyed it. And you know, hey, pick of the week. If you got PlayStation, the of us part two.
0: What does it do better than the first game?
1: I would say, the, like I said, the fighting technique. I like that they introduced the guard dogs. Like you could be more stealthy now with smoke bombs, stun bombs, and like a little silencer. Like you could upgrade that. Like you could upgrade your weapon a little bit better. You have like you have a I think a different weapon. I don't even want to say what it is, but again, you have your flamethrower like you did in the first one. Um, there's a big baddie that they. I don't know if you saw. I never saw until I actually played it, and. It's a big boss, and that was a pretty crazy battle. There was a couple instances where you're kind of, you know, I like to take everything down, where I unloaded everything to take down these monsters. So I, I think you'll have some fun with it. You know, it, it definitely. It, I think you're going to enjoy it, but I, I don't know if you're going to be, like, you know, hating it as much as other people.
0: I just rolled credits on the first one and the DLC for the first time. Since the DLC came out, so and that was I think in 14 or late 13. So I am rather excited to. Um, I forgot so much of that story, so it all came flooding back to me. So I'm so excited for um, part two. I'm gonna jump into it as I'm editing the show, and, and then after I'm done, I'm gonna spend my night down here in the basement. Um, just playing The Last of Us Part Two, and I'm really, really excited to do so. So I know you you talked highly about it last week. You uh, made it your pick of the week this week. For me, man, when it comes to a sequel, I'm. It's so difficult when it comes to sequels for any game, any movie, any new season of a television show. That's all sequel. Like it. It's hard to live up to the, to the immaculate. Re- You know, reputation that the first game garnered it was also a different time in our world and when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you release a game about the world ending um i can understand that that could be a sensitive topic for some some people just wanted to bitch to bitch some people just like cancel culture some people just want to watch the world burn Uh, no
1: yeah there's definitely people like that and i guess it's more of you know i don't want to say because i you know you you have to I guess just be it. but I guess just the way you you play the game it just the, the way it's done there yeah um, if, if you play the game you know if not obviously you don't but you will tonight so my f- just 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 stick with
0: it the first game I like I mentioned last week I played the first half of the game like I normally would any you know third person action adventure kind of type game and, and then halfway through I just decided to kind of start the stealth stuff and just be a little bit more patient even though that would add time to my playthrough. Um, Just kind of just try that method. And I rarely, after you get to, we'll just call it the college. um, After I got there, I barely used guns. I was nail bombs and Molotovs and... I would throw a bottle to group a lot of the clickers and the, the, the bloaters together, and then I would just try to incinerate them with Molotovs or Nail Bombs and stuff. I was yeah. setting up Nail Bombs behind me to cover my my, my six. So it's just being a lot smarter, and I feel like I'm going to carry that over into this game, especially with the additional stealth mechanics they've added, like hiding in tall grass and things like that oh, that just it, weren't and, around. And,
1: and, that, and that's great. I, and I know that jumped up my time because I, I was hiding all the time because I was stealthing people. Like, dude, I, w- I was taking next. Like, I was just – lesson
0: next and that was it yeah dude like, upgrade my melee honestly, weapon like,
1: i'm surprised i didn't get like some crazy trophy of like killing like 100 people because i felt like i killed more people
0: that way than shooting the game does a really good job of not giving you trophies for video gamey stuff like other games do it, it getting a but trophy you, 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 you do I'll, yeah I'll get it getting getting a trophy pop can sometimes break immersion a little bit because you have the itch to hit the, the playstation button and and Go check out what it was that you just got and things like that. See, I,
1: I never, I never do that. I just pop top left corner, see what it was. Oh, really? Cool. Boom. keep playing. Shit, That's dude. I turn in.
0: them. I turn the notifications off at that point. Holy shit. I, I keep
1: going. Let me see what's up. Boom. Okay. My back goodness.
0: In. So great. I'm glad that you liked it a lot. I'm glad that I'm actually glad that the first one is kind of revered as the or herald is the better of the two experiences because it's one of the video games that. You know, even though this was my second playthrough, I didn't remember a lot, but I remembered some and it still wasn't the same as getting to experience it for the first time. And when I experienced it for the first time, I was in my mid 20s. I was a lot different of a person. I didn't have the same scope that I do now having a daughter, this, that and the third. So playing it again at 32 as opposed to 25. Different landscape, different everything. Yeah, it,
1: it's, a, it's a different world. It's a different I, I wish that for the first game they remastered it and put like the fighting style and the guns and stuff, like or like the the stealth modes what you can do in the first one. Oh yeah, I'll take that patch all day.
0: Yeah, the first. I by the way, I did play the remaster, not the PS3 version, and playing yeah, that playing that game on sixty frames per second just just blew my PS3 playthrough out of the water. Um, the Last of Us can be a little janky sometimes with voice acting and not like the acting performance. I mean, like the subtitles and stuff like sometimes audio will just kind of cut out and sometimes the subtitles won't actually be what they're saying. But that's little things you can kind of forgive and get over. Uh, but I'm very excited for part two. My pick of the week is in the music section. Um, it's a band. It's 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 a band, but it's also a duet. Uh, it's Travis Mills and Nick Gross, they form... Uh, Girlfriends, And you know I love getting into new music. I just drove down the shore, the Jersey Shore, uh, spent three days there, four days. I can't even remember. And so I had a lot of driving to do. So, of course, I wanted to find new music to get us through the car ride while Helena was sleeping. Um, and I found this band called Girlfriends and they just put out one single. And one single only, so it's it was not a lot for me to listen to, but I can't wait to hear more. The single was called – Yeah, it
1: was one song. The
0: single was called <laughs> – yeah, believe me, I, I had it on like four different times in one car ride. Uh, the song is called California, and generally I don't like praise singles – like that, I usually just wait for whatever the full release will be the EP, LP, whatever it may be. But in this time, you never know a band's release schedule during you know quarantine and, and coronavirus, you don't know what that'll look like and these impacted schedules. So I just kind of take each release as it comes now. And if I love a song, I'm going to talk about a single song and make it my pick of the week. And, and that's what I did this song, California No, Not Phantom Planet, uh, the OC California, not that song. Um, this is a pop, this is a pop punk song that in the best way reminds me of what Blink 182 used to be. Um, and I mean, like, it's always nice. Take off your pants and jacket mixed in with the self titled a little bit. Um, that's where Blink started to change for me. Take off your pants and jackets, my favorite Blink record. And this is kind of like that with, a, like I said, a little bit, maybe a little bit of neighborhoods in there too. Tom's last record uh, in Blink. But love the song, California, produced by John Feldman. There are comps out there to Phoenix, the 1975, Five Seconds of Summer, All Time Low. I pick up an All Time Low vibe as well. So it is kind of like a Blink mix with All Time Low. Ironically enough, Mark from Blink and I think I can't remember his name, Alex, something like that from All Time Low actually have their own, I think it's called Creatures. So they do their own duet kind of thing too. So ironically enough, uh, but the song can be streamed on Big Noise. You can actually go find it on Spotify as well. It's just a really good summer pop punk song that makes you want to get the hell out of your car and dance even while you're driving, which is not safe. I don't recommend. Not not, not at all. Don't don't recommend recommend doing that. that, But I do recommend listening to the song. You know, I'm a pop punk nerd. You know that about me. I'll
1: I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, it's really, really, really good. So girlfriends with a lowercase G, if you're uh, keeping score at home, the song is called California. Can't recommend it enough. Sam, it's time for trivia. It's seven for me, five and a half for you. A race to 11 win by two.
1: All right. How many hours did it take me to beat the last of us two? I'll give you plus or minus two. So if you say 100, you could say 98 or 2 yeah. I'll accept it as correct. Yeah. 34. No.
0: 31.
1: Incorrect. Close though, I was twenty seven and a half hours.
0: Ooh,
1: Shriver beat me. I think he was like twenty five and, and change.
0: Well, that gives but me again, hope because I was thinking I'd be in the thirties with this game. And well, uh, dude,
1: like a, again, like I, I was like, like I said, I was in the weeds a lot. I was waiting to, to stealth these guys. So yeah. like, to me, I
0: I think you'll probably be in like the twenty five to twenty eight range. Well, I I, I, the, line, I guess I, a lot of people beat the first one in like thirteen fourteen. I took 16 and a quarter, 16 and a half, and then that's not bad. T- tack on another Wait. two hours for DLC. Well,
1: and you got to think they did the, um, what IGN said, they finished it from 23 to 43. Yeah. yeah. So That's a wide range right there. So I was like, damn, how long is this game? So I was like, 27. I was like, that's actually not that bad. I'm, I'm
0: happy with it. I'm kind of pissed. I forgot that I have to install it, and I didn't start it now, which I should have done before the show, is just popped the disc in and let it go. So I'm really pissed off now that... I'm not going to be able to play it as soon as we're done. It, it's
1: it's not that. It's only like the first disc is like 45 minutes. You'll yeah. be alright.
0: Yeah, I'll just edit Might the show. And stuff. I'll edit the show and I'll play something on Switch or I'll watch some Wonder Years or something. I don't know. This one for me, Sam, is also a super tough question, and right. I think only the Nick Two nerds would get this one.
1: Yeah, no, and I don't probably even. Not. Yeah, and dude, I, I don't even, like, the, the names I picked, I had to watch to even, like, get a re- like, to, like, remember these things.
0: Oh, oh, I was a Nicktoon kid, so I didn't, I did not know this answer. I watched a lot, but, yeah.
1: like, the there's, there's three, if you, you might know one, maybe you know them all, I'll be shocked.
0: I didn't go anything after 2005, because I didn't watch it. I had to have watched it, uh, for it to be, in like, my time, or else I would have just said my number one is everything, uh, after 2005, but my question is about Rocket Power, which I know we both watched. Shoot. Otto and Reggie's uh dad was named Raimundo. But what was their mom's name?
1: I think I have it. Let me hear the names.
0: Is it Ashley? Is it Lauren? Is it Danielle? Or is it Sandy?
1: I I had Trish was in my head, so it's obviously not that. Say it
0: again. Ashley, Lauren, Danielle sandy sandy i figured you'd go sandy i threw it in there because of the beach thing it's danielle Uh, i put ashley and lauren in there because they're danielle's friends names in in our friend like our friend danielle yeah that's
1: (laughs) kind of what i figured Um, yeah so
0: danielle danielle rocket is dead when the show begins yeah and they only flash back to her in two different episodes and in one of those two episodes she's not even mentioned by name so it's like a deeper cut but you yeah. never know. In like your research to do your top three, you might have found that. So that's why you never, you just never know.
1: No, that's not my least, dude. Like my lease is like the bottom of the barrel. Like I, when this came on and like this was it, I like oh I, I gotta go do something else. <laughs> I gotta go play with my yo yo or something. So
0: it is still seven to five and a half.
1: And I'll take over in the gaming, and we start off. We got a review. But it's a, hopefully a good one. The Iron Man VR.
0: Marvel's Iron Man VR is not the next marvel spider-man and it's not a system selling killer app for psvr but despite falling short of those admittedly high bars it's still a fun time while tony stark's story may not have grabbed my interest at all flying around as his alter ego was a thrill and its intuitive aerial combat stayed engaging even as mission and enemy variety thinned. It has plenty of extras to keep completionists playing after the credits roll, even if there's not much incentive to do so beyond wanting to feel the wind on your helmet or just collecting trophies. Seven oh. Correct.
1: That's not bad. I mean, something that we obviously aren't getting since we don't have VR. But
0: If I did have VR, I'd pick this one up.
1: Yeah, I think it would be
0: one of the you at least want to check out. Yeah, for sure. It's a Marvel game about fucking Iron Man. Like, that's I'm all in on that. Just, yeah, am not? not? I don't. I'm not playing PSVR for story. You know, I'm playing <laughs> sure, PSVR for the sure. experience. Of
1: course.
0: Outside of like a Resident Evil game, because those games are legitimately phenomenal in VR. I got to play the first hour of RE7 in PSVR, and I, I think I crapped myself three times.
1: I I, I believe it. You're a better man than me. Next up we got Crash 4 will have no microtransactions, says Toys for Bob.
0: Toys for Bob is the developer uh, on the game. There was a story that came out that said there will be microtransactions and in-game purchases – and people uh, were pissed. And people were pissed because, you know, it's Activision and that that's what happens. But Toys for Bob came out and tweeted, like, no, 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 no. There are no microtransactions. And by the way, these skins that we're doing, we're giving them away for free. So um uh, That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. They said that about Crash Team Racing. And then like a month into after release, it got microtransactions patched into the game. So I, and that's a different studio. It wasn't Toys for Bob. I get that, but it's still Activision and their umbrella. They're still publishing it. It's still their title. They can do it ever they want. That's why so, you know when Batman Arkham or Mortal Kombat gets a ridiculous paid thing, I say that's not Nether Realm. That's not Rocksteady. That's WB. They want to make that money. They're the one publishing. Yeah. They're the one doing the hard, You know the, the 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 release of the game. They can do whatever the frig they want. Uh, it's under their banner. So you know I think Activision is. You know, very much like EA, they want to make money. I would not be surprised to find, you know, decks or skaters in Tony Hawk. That would be, you know, 75 cents to $3 if it's like a skater or something like that. It wouldn't shock me. That would, that would suck. It wouldn't shock me because there's two rosters now. You're getting the old skaters and a new set of skaters. So I don't know. That's a shit ton of skaters to pick from. So like, do you, do you start the game with 20? I I really hope not. I hope you have to unlock some. Or, you know, I hope it's not a purchase thing. But with Crash, it's nice to know they're not at launch. We'll see for the future. Um, but this is a game. I wouldn't want skins. I like Crash the way he looks. I'm kind of a traditionalist yeah, in that manner. So I'm just going to go beat the fuck out of this game in a day and, and move on. I'm so psyched I, for it.
1: I mean, I, I think it's going to take you a lot longer. Than
0: day. Yeah, it will.
1: Next up, we got Inti Creates announces Bloodstain Curse of the Moon Two will drop July 10th, and also revealed Azure Striker Gunbolt Three.
0: Really quick, forgot to mention that uh, Crash Four is said to have a hundred plus levels when most games were in the 30s. So maybe you're paying for levels. I don't think so. Maybe nah, some. I don't think so, there really. will probably be DLC, but that'll that'll be maybe down the line. But anyway, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Inti Creates, our friend, we had Matt Papa on the show. I don't know, two years ago. It was now, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, I'm not sure. We had him on at 11 o'clock Feels at night. Like yeah, it sure does, man. But that was a great conversation about Galgun Gun 2. But we definitely got to lot, talk a lot about Gunvolt because of Mighty Gunvolt Burst. So now Azure Striker Gunvolt gets a sequel, a true third game in the franchise. People are psyched about that. We did the news last week about Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 being revealed. But they now dropped said it's going to drop July 10th, which is, uh, I don't know, like eight days from now. So uh next Friday, so the time you're listening to nine, 194, like that's pretty sick that in just over a week gonna have another amazing game from Inti Creates to play. This was a smash hit, a critical darling. Everyone loved it. A very, very, very close to Castlevania one and three kind of clone, but like with its own style. I loved the game. I cannot wait for the sequel. I just hope it's like 10-15 bucks like the other ones. That's am sure it will be. It's what, Inti Creates tend to price their games really reasonably. Like Mighty Gunvolt Burst, 10 bucks. Mega, uh, Mega Man or what was it? I can't even remember what else. But like, oh, uh, Blaster Master Zero, $10. Blaster Master Zero, 2 10 bucks. It's like that's a perfect price to pay yeah. for, for a game. It's not
1: going to hurt
0: the bank. I, I don't mind paying 15 if that's what it will get me to play this game. But I am not a $20 price point with this one. But, of course, I'll pay it.
1: Of course, <laughs> the unannounced Harry Potter RPG is reportedly due out in late 2021
0: for next year. And I think that this game will be revealed in August. I don't know when, uh, maybe July. May, but that's it's not a first party title for Xbox, so I don't know if it'll show up at Xbox's like big event they're planning for this month. um So who knows? I don't think a Harry Potter direct is going to come anytime soon. But this game again has not been announced yet. It's pretty neat that it's a full-scale RPG that has a lot of potential. It's not just yeah. a third-party action game where you go play Quidditch and shit. Um, I like that. Uh, I'll come back to it when we get to our last story in gaming because there's a bigger conversation to be had.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Xbox, the Xbox Series, as reportedly to be revealed in August.
0: And you know, the Series X is due out. We don't have a date yet. But the Series S could be a handheld. This is Project Lockhart that's been long rumored. Could it be a handheld, maybe like the PS Vita? Could it be a discless version? I don't know if a discless Xbox Series X deserves to have its own like title, a Series S. It, it, it seems like
1: it could be because they're lacking the handheld, right?
0: They do not have a handheld. It could be a discless, like the PS5 had two SKUs and Xbox yeah. One x or s i can't remember had uh actually xbox one s had an all digital so maybe they're just pulling that and then lockhart will just be a discless you know version a digital only version so excited to see what it is i do not think it's going to be like this big crazy different thing because we would have heard about it by now for sure um but revealed in august is the Exciting part because they have this whole big games blowout in July, so that means the Xbox has a lot of things planned, not just for this month, but for the future, reportedly, and that's exciting for me.
1: Oh, and I think they need it also. A Devolver Direct is dropping July eleventh at 3, three p.m. Eastern.
0: Yeah, that's a Saturday, um, and I just I just love Devolver Digital. We actually are going to talk about them in the TV section. Um, but they publish a lot of really fun, really great games. The Gungeon Games, My Friend Pedro, just, like, a ton of great stuff. Plus, their E3 press conferences in the past have always been hilarious. They have that woman who's, like, a cannibal murderer, and she does, like, a fake E3 presentation nice. where she ends up eating all the guests. Like, it's funny as shit. It's great. Devolver has a great sense of humor. Um, they said uh, – they put out a tweet randomly, like um, – if this tweet this was like 2 months ago. They said, if this fucking tweet doesn't get 2 million retweets, fuck it, Cyberpunk's getting delayed. And then Cyberpunk got delayed and they retweeted it and said, "Told you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Dude, they're so good uh at, you know, running their social media, at running these type of presentations. So even if there's no giant game that's going to be announced, Devolver just is a really fun publisher studio that has a lot of fun with their games and kind of knows how to speak to an audience. So I'm excited for it for nothing else but that.
1: The Nintendo Switch is getting a new Zoids Wild game.
0: This is uh, definitely older news. I think it's like two weeks old. We didn't cover it because I didn't think anybody would care, but I'm kicking it over to you because you care.
1: Yeah, it's funny because uh, my nephew Nico actually tagged me in the post like, uh, obviously, he knows, and I believe I Nico watched and loved the Zoids the, the anime back in the day with Big Cloud. It was the same voice actor that did Inuyasha. You know, had a short run; I think it was only twenty six episodes. And I actually, you know, I I own it all on DVD. Little, you know, six DVD set, and I I think this is great. I even told Nico like, damn, this may push me
0: actually to get a uh, Nintendo Switch. Of all the games, I this would have been at the very bottom of the list.
1: Zoid pushes me over to get it.
0: Not Smash or Odyssey or Breath of the Wild or Pokemon are all the amazing titles. It's going to be Zoid's Wild.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, what? I, what I, is I, it? I'm I'm looking. For, I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more to seeing the demo to see some action. I assume it's like Zoid's is like you're controlling like a, an animal that's like a like a, an automated bot, like an android, like some people are like tigers, ones like a dinosaur, a wolf. Like they're all based on like animals, but like they had different guns, like you know and they shoot each other. Like there's teens, and these have to battle each other. So it's I don't, I don't know. I can't believe you never watched The Elite back in the day.
0: Never even heard of it.
1: You you had at it least like I don't think I, did.
0: It I Maybe I did, and I just don't remember it. Maybe I'll I'll YouTube it. I'll YouTube Dude, it. I, the I, remember the show. I
1: remember building like the little figures. I used to, like the, the like the actual like models that came out. I like all like Liger and. Uh, I forget the one was like Shadow and I
0: Zo- the, the word Zoid rings a bell like I remember something with Zoid but isn't it I think like maybe I'm thinking of Freakazoid I don't know but
1: I mean th- that like I know they did a series that was like Zoid's AD or Zoid's 2000 like I'm, I I'm my love is just for the original mm-hmm. like if they did more of that and brought that back give me more of that
0: yeah never heard of it but I'm or well, maybe I did I don't know but I'm excited to I'll dive into it take a look see if it's for me but I don't I don't believe that you're ever going to get a switch, but, you know, at least you're still talking a big game. That's nice. <laughs> that's,
1: that's always good. <laughs> NBA 2K21 will be $10 more on next. gen,
0: And that's the other conversation I wanted to open up about the Harry Potter RPG is Sean Layden from PlayStation Well, formerly of PlayStation came on and said the ecosystem of games cannot continue to be run the way it is. A game used to cost X, and then every single generation, that price to develop a game doubles. There's no way $60 is a sustainable price model, which we've been saying for two years that games can't stay where they're at at a $60 price point, and the next-gen games will probably cost $70. Well, every generation, they've still stayed at $60 until now. NBA 2K21, the first game that's going to say, nope, we're going to $70 for the Xbox Series X and PS5. And I to the casual gamer, I just don't think that there's enough. There's going to be enough of a difference in graphical fidelity, which, quite frankly, is what the casual gamer looks at. Is frame rate maybe, but definitely just like graphics to justify a seventy-dollar price point in a lot of games. Which you know that's a that's a sixty bucks is already a decent chunk of coin. Now you have seventy. Now you're talking about in Philly with tax here, it's seventy-five dollars for a video game. That's almost 80 years. That's that's a yeah. that's a lot of coin. But to the flip side, Layden kept saying like you can't keep making these 100-hour games. They're too damn big. People don't want that. And I subscribe to that. I'm at like 30 is like my max. If I go to beat like the main story, if I stay in that game and stay in that world for 100 hours, that's one thing. But to beat the game, it should not take me 50, 60 hours, which is what the scary part about this Harry Potter RPG is. Is like you put a fucking eight film franchise into video game mode and make it an RPG, which are just quite frankly, naturally longer video games than other types of genres. And you're in for a world of hurt here with how long this game could be. So I appreciate that they're getting it out of the way now. They're trying to slip it in there on like a Thursday before the 4th of July. So nobody notices and everybody just goes down the shore and gets coronavirus and like just says, oh, it's going to be 70 bucks. Man, do you not realize that that's going to be Madden, and that's going to be you know Call of Duty, and all these games are going to be seventy dollars. And to me, this this is where the Switch, who still said they have three or four years, you know, of this console left, and their games, they're just cartridges. They're not going to just magically go up ten dollars. They're going to stay at sixty. That's where the Switch could make another huge impact. Is hey hey everybody play our console where you can play it on the go and pay $10 less for a game. You know, obviously it doesn't compare to the other consoles in terms of frame rate, graphical fidelity, and, and just under the hood, the beef. That's why,
1: that's why it's $10 cheaper.
0: Well, I mean, it's right now it's the same damn price and you still have the PS4, which is a hundred million units out in the wild. That's not going to go anywhere. It's not like games are going to just stop being made for PS4. The minute PS5 comes out. So, um, I, it's just signaling that we're in for a big change because that's a huge shift. $60 has been the norm forever. So to kind of get your mind around $70 is going to be the new norm for a game and you better just save up that much longer, especially if you buy multiple games at a time, you could be dropping $200 on three games. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, like 70. I mean, it does make sense. We've been paying, like you said, 60 for a while. It, it, it naturally makes sense to 70. Just like God. Damn
0: it, Can you justify now, buying three I mean, video games for $225? No, no,
1: to me, that that's just going to make me be extra, even more picky than I already am and only truly buy the
0: games I love and I may not want to take the risk I'm willing to take for some games. Yeah, 210 before taxes and in Philly at 8%, man, Like that's just a crazy amount to drop for three games. Right now it's under 200 bucks for three games. If you buy them at sixty apiece, you're at one eighty plus tax, which isn't like nothing. It's just it's under two hundred. So it just sounds more appealing than anything that's gonna begin with a two. That's all. It just yeah, makes sense. I don't it think there
1: would be expensive. ever like during any given time, I would never buy more than maximum two plays that you survive. The maximum.
0: Thing, the thing that I'm looking at here is to me, man, this is just gonna signify the importance of being on top of game sales. Like the summer game sale and the, you know, the whatever, Black Fridays and things like that.
1: Oh, 100%. You're definitely going to be paying
0: I think attention. that games now are going to see a bigger resurgence when sales hit than at launch. Like, of course, they'll do well uh, still and not that many people will be affected at a $70 price point versus a 60 But, hey, I think that a lot of people will say, you know what, I'll just wait till it's on sale for 45 and I'll pick it up.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. I'll, I'll definitely be one of those people.
0: Let's move into the movie section, Sam. Seth Rogen and Nickelodeon. <laughs> what an unlikely partnership. Yeah, I know, right? To produce. It's it's not Seth Rogen alone. It's his production company. So of course. A little bit of a misleader there, but his production company and Nickelodeon are teaming up to produce a CG animated, which is already negative part one, animated movie reboot. Of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Paramount to distribute.
1: I mean, of course, I love that they're doing more turtles because, you know, I, I think you'd agree there that hey, more turtles is good.
0: Yeah, they're get, C- just getting rebooted more than fucking Spider Man.
1: I mean, that, that's true. You know, CG is not really what you want to hear, I don't no, think. No. But I just hope it's better than what it was because, you know, I, I, I want to see this because I, I love the turtles.
0: I want hand drawn animation. That's what I want.
1: It's it's tough to do anymore, man. Ain't like Batman animated series. You
0: ready for this? I didn't hate the damn live action Michael Bay ones. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them. So uh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I didn't even dislike them. I enjoyed them legitimately, and I don't think. I believe I bought both on Blu-ray. Same, and I don't think I'm I'm saying to go down that road and continue with that franchise because you know two's enough. But like to reboot it again. Man, unless Seth Rogen's doing a voice for one of the turtles, or at least an enemy, if he was like Bebop or Rocksteady, oh Bebop, the pig with Seth Rogen, he was just oh, a, perfect. He was perfect. just a Pumbaa, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, he was. He already's like halfway there. That would be interesting.
1: <laughs> He's cast into the role.
0: I was, I was thinking of like three favorite villains from Turtles, or you know, for the top three tonight, or like what villain do you think will make it into the Turtles? But since it's a reboot, you're getting Shredder you're getting Krang, you know, you're getting Bebop and Rocksteady and you're getting the foot soldiers. See, I wouldn't
1: even say Krang, I would say the the first one I would always just say Shredder.
0: They didn't go Krang till the second live action, Um, so I'll give you that. Yeah,
1: yeah, save him for the, like, you don't want to overload us. Like, if you wanted to do Multiple, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady and Ma- and Shredder.
0: I'll Max. tell you though, the second original live action with the Secret of the use with Toka and Razor to put those characters like front and center for a movie was awesome because you didn't really know those characters very well, and now they're two of the more iconic villains. So if you do it right, you can bring any Turtles villain into this and put them in the spotlight if you do it right. You know, I yeah, hope it and I hope we see. Love it. I hope we see Casey Jones too. No, that's just that's just a staple. Boy. That's just a statement. Okay. Not and not not Stephen Amell. We I want him with mask on. Still my boy. No yeah. Man. Tenant and Mulan have been pushed back yet again, which bleeds into our next story that AMC Theaters has delayed the reopening of their theaters until July thirtieth. That way they can quote unquote have something to have on. Because that's a it's a fake quote. Uh, because there's nothing with those movies being delayed. There's nothing to be shown right now and. You know, my big question to you is, so they delayed two weeks from the 15th to the 30th. That's not going to do shit. It's not like coronavirus is like, you got two weeks, pal. You know, like, it's not going anywhere. So to do that. I
1: I know Tenant was supposed to come out at the end of July.
0: Yeah, and that's why they're both in August now, Mulan and Tenant. So that's why they're waiting till August to really open back up these theaters. But the question to you is, are they even going to keep that date?
1: I mean, I would say no, especially like, I don't know about anybody else, but here in philly we're still in yellow phase to august
0: and our well yeah our green was just delayed until august 1st so uh,
1: and and, and and even then they're gonna you know cases are still going up if they're still going up every day we're not going back in green period there's like at least we ain't going the movies in in philly
0: so we had uh we put it out there to the the listeners said hey what do you think do you think they're going to reopen and unanimously across all three social media platforms we did not get a single yes that July 30th was going to happen. We got all those. No. So our listeners, our, our smart listeners, they're with us on this one. But my my other thing is, did you see that video of Cinemark with Joe the pesticide guy spraying down the damn movie chairs? Did you see that video?
1: No, I, I didn't actually. They're
0: sanitizing every single theater seat between each showing with this giant spray. Like think of like a garden sprayer or like a yeah. – like that they're just – hosing down these fucking things with like pesticides and cleaners and stuff like shit that I don't want to sit in. And I was just, I just quote tweeted it and I said, what is this a commercial for Netflix? Like you just, are you just begging people to stay home now? Like by showing this, this isn't reassuring. This is gross. You're
1: you're just freaking us out even more. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was my
0: top liked tweet of June. I'm almost positive. I thought that was, I thought that was a good one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I keep track of those things necessarily, but it just felt like it was because it got yeah. a, lo- a lot of good traction. Um, yeah. But, man, like you couldn't pay me to go to the movie theater anytime soon, anytime soon. Mulan, just go right to Disney Plus. Like you'll get more. You will get more or VOD. Go right to VOD.
1: If they spend millions man they need to make some money they
0: that's will you put it on new you, you put it on $20 they new mutants can't go on vod it's got that agreement that it has to start in theaters so like with mulan you could start that on vod you could start that on disney plus i don't know if that's going to drive a lot of people to subscribe just to watch mulan i think that'll i think that'll drive a lot of free 30-day trials or 7-day trials or whatever um and then ditch it but you know just any movie that's going to be that has the balls to be released in theaters right now is just asking to get fucking sharded on.
1: Yeah, well, they saw what happened with Bloodshot. So,
0: when did that then come that, out? Was that March?
1: I think it was. Yeah, it was like lit- literally right in the beginning. Yeah, and I think that had like a fifty or sixty million dollar budget, and they only made like thirty-two million. So, yeah, they're hurting.
0: Are you missing the theater?
1: Um. Uh, uh, there hasn't like again. There was no really nothing big came out or could come out. So it's re- like, what re- am I missing?
0: But regardless of the movie, like the experience, are you missing? You like theater, so like, are you missing the smells and the sounds and the no. the the no, IMAX?
1: No, not necessarily. Like I, I, I'm cool. I, I still got plenty to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that's where I'm at too. Is there's still plenty mm-hmm. of shit to watch, man? Plenty. I have I have picks of the week for six months. Like <laughs> We're we're good. Damn.
1: I only got like one or two left. I'm, I'm getting down to the battle.
0: I think my list is at nine. So I think we're still good for a couple of months. And I'm sure I'll add to that. Like girlfriends wasn't on there until this weekend when I was like just driving down the shore. And then, I then like, you
1: bumped everything else.
0: I was like, I got to talk about this now, man. This is so good. So, all right, let's move into the television section where I feel like the biggest and most fun stories are for the evening. And we'll start off with a couple bangers. Uh, I think actually all of them, they're all bangers. There's not one kind of lame duck story in here. Uh, And uh, let's start off with Ozark, a show that my my mother and father-in-law asked for my Netflix password so they could go watch. So, you know, we're and they finished it. So, you know, we're in business. Uh, Ozark will return for a final season four. now. There's news to that because they put the word final out there. So we now know how many seasons this is going to last. I love that they're calling it on their own terms, even if. Even at the height of its popularity, they're still going to say this is it, just like Breaking Bad did. I love that. So this will be a final season four, but it will be split into two seven-episode parts. Again, very similar to what Breaking Bad did with their eight, uh, fifth season or sixth season. I can't remember. I think fifth. Uh, and uh, also Mad Men did that too. Y- you could argue that it's season four and five, especially because there's seven episodes each, and that's pretty good chunk of content. But at the end of the day, they'll be labeled a season four. And when it's all said and done, you'll be able to watch all 14 at once. But they'll release seven first. Give us a little bit of a break and then go to the other seven. What are you thinking?
1: I'm um, Like you said, I, I like that it's, it went forward. Like I think we said it was either going to go four or five seasons. So it's good here. We're going to get 14 episodes. I'll, I want all 14. Hope they're all an hour and five, ten minutes each because, you know, sometimes they run long. I, I think it, it's a great show. And it ended kind of like, what the hell are they going to do now? So I want to see – what what, what do they do for these final 14 episodes?
0: Yeah, how long are they in the current situation they're in now based on the final scene of season three? Is that going to just be the first seven? And then the last seven is them trying to get their shit back together and and kind of wrap it all up. And I hope they take their time with it and they don't go GOT on us because Game of Thrones just – we saw how that worked out. Game of Thrones
1: went – six episodes at least they're giving us 14 so i feel like they're, they're gonna you know they're, they're, they're
0: sticking around and you know game of thrones also ended on its own terms but they ended on their own terms so they could go make star wars movies ozark's ending on its own terms because the story is done being told game of thrones was not done being told yet they just made it they made it want to be done so yeah i
1: agree 100 percent.
0: i think ozark is in a good spot season three was my least favorite but this news kind of reinvigorates the fire that I have for that show. It's it's right up there with Better Call Saul as my favorite show to currently watch on television. Um so I'm I'm just I'm loving it. I'm super excited for this news and I cannot wait. We don't have a release date. We don't have a release window. My guess is late 2021 because of coronavirus and they can't even film. So
1: Yeah, I'm thinking 2022 even.
0: Yeah, that that's not a, out of the realm of possibilities. It could be like a October 2021 for part one and then maybe like a February for 2022 for the part two. I think that could work. I think they usually come out in like March. So it's not that far off. Maybe, you know, you yeah. go November and March or October and March, something like that. And we could be done this by the, uh, you know, end of March, 2022. And, you know, that's still pretty far away. That's, that's a year and change away, year and a half away, but uh, it's going to fly. It always does.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll be here waiting patiently.
0: Things that launch, in just two months, uh, The Boys Season 2, which generally has come out – well, generally, it's only had one season. Season 1 came out in July. So this is when we would have been expecting it in a pre-COVID world was right around now, maybe like next weekish. It's kind of a 4th of July show. We did get a launch date for Season 2 of The Boys along with the first three minutes of the uh, uh, Season 2 premiere. I did not watch that on purpose. I just didn't want to see anything. I, I watched it. I, d- I don't want to see anything until it's on my 4K TV. Uh, but that will launch September fourth. So like I said, two months and two days from the night we are recording this.
1: And I also heard that the way that Amazon's gonna drop these episodes, they're gonna drop the first three, and then it's gonna be one weekly. Hmm. So that, that that's what I heard about
0: Amazon. I don't remember because I didn't get into season one until like a week or two after it dropped. So I but I think they yeah, of course, if it was only a week then I'm pretty sure they dropped them all.
1: At yeah, so they're once. they're changing this one up a little. I, you know what? I kind of like that they're giving us three, like they're giving us a little taste, and then keep you know that, like sometimes it's it's a lot to binge show.
0: Isn't didn't Doom Patrol just do the same thing?
1: Yeah, they did the same thing. I'm all caught up on Doom Patrol, and I kind of like it. It's like okay, bam, he, like it's like here's here's these group of guys again. Here here to you know here's what's going on, and then okay, one a week. That's going to be perfect. Like, I'll, I feel like I'm not getting
0: overloaded. I just realized. I, I like it. I just realized I have not watched this week's Stargirl yet. I got to get oh, on that. Oh,
1: you did not. Yes, you do.
0: Maybe I will. Uh, that's what I'll do while I'm editing because I love that show. It's still really freaking good.
1: Yeah, I hey, I watch it every Monday morning
0: on uh I do. Uh, I dvr it on Tuesday nights on the CW. All right, moving on. A Fallout. A Fallout TV series, IGN had this one exclusively, a Fallout TV series is in the works at Amazon Prime Video, so free for us, from the creators of Westworld, where Todd Howard will be the executive producer. Todd Howard, of course, the creative mind behind the Fallout franchise from Bethesda. That's about as good as it gets if you're a Fallout fan on the back of Fallout 76 being just kind of a shit flop. uh, This is exciting news.
1: I mean, even though I've never played the the video games, I'm all for the TV show.
0: You know the premise, right? So, like, you got to know it's post apocalyptic, fucked up shit. Everybody lives in vaults. Like, it's got a fucking great TV adaptability. You know, it's I said that really awkwardly. It's you know adaptability, but I said adapt. It's got a really good premise and one that'll really work on the on the old uh, small screen, as they say.
1: I'll, like I'll, I'm in day one binge, and
0: I think, well, if Prime's doing the boys with three and then one, I wouldn't be surprised if with their big releases they do that with them all.
1: And and, and I'm and I'm all I'm here for all of it. I, I think yeah. it's a great idea. Why give it to us all at once? Give us three, give us a little taste, and then let us chill with it.
0: I I really like waiting. I really really do. It doesn't put pressure on me to binge it and then have to avoid spoilers if I don't. Like I can watch it with the, with the rest of the world, so it's kind of like. I yeah, don't. but at
1: three, I feel like it's a nice chunk. Like you can at least sink your teeth in a little bit, get an idea where they're headed for
0: the yeah. story. Yeah, that's what, I mean. You know what I, I mean. I think three to to move to a three to one is is brilliant. I I don't like having Stranger Things all together at once because I can't watch them all in one night like a lot of people can. And then I can't go on social media because it gets spoiled. A la I know how the Last of Us part two starts. So. It's just you can't go on it, and I'm fucking pissed. So, uh, uh, you know, if it's real, you never know. Maybe maybe somebody just fucked right. maybe somebody right. fucked with me on Twitter. But I'm really, really excited to the point where, like, I've said before, I think video games deserve television shows. I don't think they deserve movies. How are you going to take a 30-hour video game, 60-hour video game, and turn it into an hour-and-a-half movie? It just doesn't work. Uh, that's why Borderlands is very, very confusing, and even Uncharted could be very confusing as to why they're films. Um but then you have like I've I wished before for a God of War you know TV series or a Twisted Metal TV series and stuff. Like that. I think that could really work. So to have a Fallout TV show and then again, uh, Derek Kolstad is turning my friend Pedro into an R-rated half-hour dramedy series. David Like or Leach, whatever his name is, he'll be the executive producer. You know him from Deadpool 2. You know he kind of directed yes, it. Sir. So.
1: Uh, See, and he was a stunt coordinator
0: yeah, for that the first one, yeah. And and that's just such good things. And uh, oh, Derek Kolstad, the guy who's turning it into it, he wrote the first two John Wick movies, and the John Wick movies have been on record uh, from the developer of of my friend Pedro to say that was the inspiration for him to make his game. So. That's like a dream tandem for him, a dream adaptation for the the creator, almost a writer of John Wick, you know, the first two to turn his video game into a TV series. And this is a game from Devolver Digital. They did not develop it. One man did, but they published it. So again, going back to Devolver Digital from the gaming section, my friend Pedro is a hit. A guy wakes up in a barbershop and a a sentient banana tells him that the barbershop's got some fucked up shit going on and he's got to go kill everyone. And that's the premise. Wow. (laughs) And it's like 15 bucks on Switch, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. The game is brilliant. You can kill someone with a skateboard. Let's go.
1: (laughs) That sounds interesting.
0: Beavis and Butthead is also back. I never, this was not rumored. This was not on anybody's radar. This kind of happened. I never would have expected 2020 to be the return of Beavis and Butthead, and they're not showing old syndicated episodes or anything like that. This is brand new. Beavis and Butthead, two seasons, is coming to Comedy Central with Mike Judge returning to write and produce.
1: I mean, I was never the biggest Beavis and Butthead fan. I, I was just like a casual if that. Oh, but I know man. the diehards. I know our buddy Quinn's got to be freaking out because he, he loved it since kid.
0: You know who loved it, man? You know who loved it? Carmen. He, loved Did he it. I, really? He, yeah, I think I was he and I played the games together on the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. We watched do America a dozen times in his basement. We used to watch the Christmas special together all the time, even in like random months. We were big beavis and butthead oh, kids. Interesting. So I'm excited for this to come back. I'm actually, I want to go watch do America now. It's, pretty, it's been damn near a decade probably since I've seen that movie. So I kind of want to go back and, and watch that now, man, beavis and butthead was, you know, it was like, I, you, did you notice I never said we played it at my house or watched it at my house? It was at Carmen's house because they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and yeah, I, it, and
1: it, it, it was just a, a Carmen's thing, and it was just something like, with him. I never, I never watched it, so we never, you know, But his, his grandparents, think. his
0: grandparents didn't give a shit what we did. So, like, I could go over there and watch it and not have to worry about getting yelled at for having raunchy stuff on the television. It was great. His house was like the getaway for that stuff, man. Nightmare creatures and shit. That was great, great times. But. Anyway, I'm super psyched for Beavis and Bud to come back. It's good to see Mike Judge coming back as well, the creator of the show. So it's not yeah. in anybody else's hands. Um, it's in it, You know, the problem with Beavis and Butthead now is like, can it hold up to today's comedy standards or is it still just a bunch of fart jokes and music videos? I, I kind of hope they don't go the music video route. I wouldn't mind if they just eliminate that. That was always a low point for me was when they sit around and watch music videos and then they show the actual music video and it was a way <laughs> to promote people's music. I'm not really into that anymore. Um, so I'm good on that. Just give me a, a 30 minute comedy series and, and I'd be fine. Oh man. Oh. Sorry. I had to, I had to burp. I'm sorry. And I'm leaving that in cause it's too small of an edit for me to care. Uh, all right, let's move into our top three for the evening before we go onto some comic book stuff. So our top three least favorite Nick tunes. And we're talking shows here. Uh, as you know, Nick tunes from like Nine, the early 90s through today because Spongebob is still on it's those cartoons on Nickelodeon I associate the word Nicktoon with the 90s uh, quite frankly I don't think today's
1: yeah, 90s 90s 2000s uh, that's 2000s that's where ones. I'm
0: at so you'll, you'll see a lot of mine if I could have I would have just said all of them that would have been my number one two and three which is all of them from 2005 on but I digress let's get into our top three least favorite Nicktoons
1: my number three coming from 2001, But Ugly Martians.
0: Yeah, past my time.
1: Yeah, so they would just miss you. I, I remember when this coming on, it was, one of the, trying to be their new hits, it only ran for one season. It's stuck. Some Martians get stuck on Earth, they, or they're trying to conquer it, but they like American culture, so they try to blend in and live there. Horrible. That sounds like But awful. Ugly Martians, horrible.
0: Then you had Invader Zim come along and be the alien show that everybody wanted to watch. That was, the, that was a big hit for, for Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, everyone loved Jimmy. I I, I I watched a few, but I wasn't the biggest fan.
0: Yeah, My number three, 52 episodes from 1994 to 1997, a Klaski-Kasupo, uh, could be Klaski-Supo, who knows, uh, production. I'm talking, of course, about Ah, uh, Real Monsters. Oh,
1: uh, what? Well, I love Real Monsters. You're crazy. I
0: hated Ah, Real Monsters. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, that was my jam. It was just... You know what I didn't like about it? And it's super, uh, it's super me. Like, of course I would say this. I know, I'm very self-aware. Growing up, I loved to draw. I don't know if you remember this, but I was drawing Pokemon and Mario all the time, constantly drawing. And I loved Pappy Druid and Bob Ross and all that stuff. And, And with All Real Monsters, the animation, they put little hairs or little lines on everything, even like the sentient objects. And that animation style just always bothered the shit out of me. I'm a Crumb fan, huge Crumb fan, and I like the teacher. I can't remember his name, but everything else.
1: I forget everybody's name, but I remember that every time it was all I watched.
0: Crumb had, he held his eyes in his hands. That was Crumb. Yep,
1: I I, I know Crumb. Yeah,
0: and I can't remember the teacher, but he was funny. But everyone else didn't care for it, wasn't funny, wasn't charming, didn't like the animation style. I'm out on Ah! real monsters.
1: My number two came in 1996, Kablam. What? What? Hated that
0: stupid shit. Oh, my God, shit. dude. That would, be, that would arguably maybe make my list of three favorite. I loved Kablam, an animated variety show.
1: I don't know how the hell it made it for four seasons.
0: Oh, my God. The Action League Now. God forbid. Life with Loopy. God oh forbid. Oh, my God. I, the two hosts that like lived in comic books. Oh, my God. What and didn't you like about
1: today? it? I, I, I maybe it was the art style, this the, the, the way the animated thing was. I, I don't know. It just it was something that never connected me as a kid. Every time it was on, if that was all that was on. I turning off the TV.
0: Oh man, I fucking loved Kablam. I thought it was just so different. I just really liked it. I'm different, and I always was kind of different.
1: I mean, then again, I was only seven, so maybe <laughs> it just it just didn't connect with me. at the Right,
0: time. and I was nine. Depends on what month we're talking. If there, if it was between April and May, I was not. Yeah, if you have three weeks, yeah. <laughs> we have a month and seven days for me to be two years older than you. <laughs> You're 31, right? Yeah. Yeah, Then there you go. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> my number two, and I was hoping that you and I would have some crossover. I still have hope that your number one could be on my list. But my number two, 68 episodes a Peter Hanna production from 1998 to 2005. 68 episodes across uh, seven years. That doesn't do me a lot of good. Seven episodes, less than seven episodes a year. That's bullshit. Maybe there was some cancellation in between or something like that, but we're talking about Cat Dog.
1: Oh, I like Cat Dog.
0: I thought Cat Dog sucked.
1: See, all, all them, like, when you were, like, Nicktoons, I was like, so all the ones that I, I figured you were going to pick, like, like, you're doing, I was like, shit, I watched all these, so I would, these would never be on my list, because I like that, Carriage the Cowardly Dog, I love
0: them. Too. Carriage the Cowardly Dog was Cartoon Network.
1: Like, I don't don't matter, I, I was the first one I thought, <laughs> that came <laughs> to my head, I love
0: that show. Yeah.
1: My number one, I don't know if you ever watched this shit, The Brothers Flub. Never heard of it. 1999. Again, one season. Um, so it, to me, it was like it was in outer space. They were like it was like like trying to ball. Well, I guess it was ahead. Of, Futurama was 99, right? Yeah. Also, they, they literally came out the same year. And it's literally like Futurama, like their their a carrier service. They drop all packages in outer space. Just Futurama, but horrible. Like the version you don't want to be is the Brothers love. Trust me. Most hated Nicktoon I ever saw.
0: I never heard of it.
1: The Brothers Club, yeah.
0: I think, I don't know, I was at the peak of my Nicktoon watching in like the mid-90s, but by 99, I was kind of getting out of it, 2000. Um, I picked up a skateboard in 01, which would have been 7th grade, so am I still watching Nicktoons in 6th grade? I can see that. But it was kind of just Rocket Power because Doug was already on Disney by then, and the Rugrats kind of grew up, and that sucked.
1: Yeah, I saw people having like Doug and Rocket Power on their list. I was like, you guys are crazy.
0: Yeah, I love those. See, they're because they're younger than us, so that those shows are those shows are old to them. And that's see, Doug, The Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, Hey Arnold. They're all classics.
1: Yeah, Rugrats was like rated the best. I think Hey Arnold was like two or three.
0: Yeah, which I
1: I love Hey Arnold. I think that's one of the best too.
0: Yeah, but one I did not like. Another classy Supo joint. So that's two out of my three from this friggin' duo. Ninety-one episodes spanning across six years, nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand four. I couldn't get into a single episode. I didn't like a single character, not even the very popular father figure. I'm talking, of course, about the Wild Thornberrys.
1: Uh, again, I love the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> I watched them all.
0: <laughs> I did I not did. care. For I that.
1: watched the movie, dude. I watched everything.
0: I hate. I hated it. I hate it. when it came on. I just turned on Cartoon Network, dude. The,
1: the dads accent like everything nigel flea right is, his name's nigel yeah nigel flea is the, the the kid. like give me all of it i freaking love
0: it i'm gonna get shit for my list from our listeners i already yeah. i already smell a few yeah, dms you're coming. like I,
1: you're three It's like i i love them <laughs> <laughs> just remember
0: to everybody out there i cut my list off at 2005 so anything of the new stuff even like Invader Zim, because I never got into it or watched it, I did that, that doesn't qualify for me. We're talking nineties to two thousand five at the yo, latest. No,
1: Invader Zim was great. I love that. My list was ninety six, ninety-nine, oh one. So yeah. I was like right there.
0: Yeah. I I was almost at putting SpongeBob on my list. I don't I don't care for SpongeBob nah. in the least. In the least, but I gotta throw some fucking respect for a show that's been on twenty years, you know.
1: Yeah, how you doing?
0: So, I mean, we're not talking about the Simpsons or South Park here, but but we're talking about a, a comedy classic in SpongeBob SquarePants. Now let's move on, because uh, I'm I'm I already feel like I'm going to get enough hate for that uh, for that list. But you we'll like. move on to to a couple comic book uh, stories. The universe of the Mandalorian is about to get expanded greatly. We're talking about comics. We're talking about novels. We're talking about books. We're talking about behind the scenes books about the show. So we're talking fiction, nonfiction, all of it. The Mandalorian getting blown out. And this is nothing but a good thing.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take everything. Give me all the stuff for Mandalorian. I'm in.
0: Here's the thing. I still don't care about anything Star Wars outside of things I can watch or play. I'm still never going to read a novel. I'm still never going to read a comic book. I'm still never going to really care once they're out. I just appreciate that they're happening, and I'm really excited for Star Wars fans on this one. And I have a little bit of a bias because to me still the Mandalorian is the best thing uh, in the Star Wars universe. So I, I guess I'll say that too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, we're in the same boat there. The Mandalorian is fantastic. I mean, this is just great news. If you're getting more of that stuff, that just means we're going to keep getting more TV shows, more movies. I'm here
0: for it all. Now, as a comic book collector and trader extraordinaire, does the comic book Mandalorian have any appeal to you?
1: Um, No, nah, I haven't read any any Star Wars. I don't think I've ever really read a Star Wars comic in my life. That's never. That's never. Just I was always late to the game with Star Wars, as is with the movies. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I just kind of, you know, I just listen to Sean his his podcast, whatever he tells you with the with the comics and novels. That's how I get my info.
0: <laughs> nice little hat tip to MRC over there. Um, all right, last story of the night before your CGC spotlight: Marvel Comics. This is a pretty big one, man. They acquire the rights to both the Alien and Predator IP now. It sounds like it's just for comics, not the movie rights. I think the movie's Fox anyway, or something like that. I, I thought so. So it probably is already owned by Disney. But Marvel Comics specifically will own the comic rights or the written rights to Alien and Predator. We know Alien and Predator have been in comic books a long, long time. Is this something that that kind of now under the Marvel umbrella suits your fancy?
1: I mean, I definitely won't pick up a copy of the Alien Predator comic. To me, that just kind of came out of left field. Like, holy shit, Marvel picked up Alien vs. Predator. Like,
0: no, 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 okay, no, I, no, I, no, 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 no. Alien and Predator, two different. Like, they're both both franchises now. The Alien comics and the Predator comics. No crossover oh, okay, at this wow. time.
1: Okay, so, so both Marvel. Okay. That's interesting. It, it's something that I, I wouldn't pick up, but, I mean, it's good that they're going to Marvel. I mean, Marvel's got all the money right now,
0: right? Yeah, I mean it's it's I think you know the longtime br- fans bring could, some life back into it the long to that so apparently it doesn't need it apparently I do a lot of research on this and apparently the fans are not happy with this because they don't want it to go down that typical Marvel route of becoming a little less gruesome and grim and dark and uh, I know that some Marvel shit can get a little dark but DC is really kind of more of the darker of the two main comic book companies. And Marvel, yeah. So I can see why some people have some trepidation. It's like why Deadpool, who the fuck knows what's ever going to happen to him now that, that they're under the Disney umbrella. So uh, And he's clearly not a Disney-friendly character. So <laughs> no. it'll be interesting to see what happens with these books. Uh, myself, just like you, will not be purchasing any. I'm just not a comic book reader. But uh, there are plenty of books that you own, and one of them will be your CGC Spotlight of the Week.
1: And this week, she, she a pretty one. This week, we got Batman 181.
0: Oh, first, I know that one.
1: First appearance of Poison Ivy. Yeah. Pam, Pamela, Lily, and Isley. Also, there's a pinup in there by Infantino and Anderson. I have it at a 9.0 off white white pages. Came out in June 1966. You got Robert Kenier and Gardner Fox stories, Moldoff, Joe Gila, and Green Art. Carmine Infantino and Murphy, Murphy Anderson cover. And just seeing this, this cover, like it's. I climbed the ladders getting this book. I, I think I started with like a like 5 0. I think I actually got it off Dom back in the day. And then climbed up to like an 8, then an 8 5. And then I got lucky and worked out this 9. It, it's just a book. It, you know, the first appearance of Poison it's a tough book. It, it, you know, the color fades from a lot of books, just obviously from the 8 sunlight. Not many books are graded. Actually, there's one thousand seven hundred ninety-one. There's a lot, but there's not a lot of high grade. So there's only sixty-one grade that are higher than mine that I know. So there's only sixty-one in the world. There's actually three nine-eight seven nine-sixes, 2294s nine, and twenty-nine nine-two. So not not too many. Last nine-zero sale was thirty-six hundred. The high sale was forty-four forty. So it's a book that, you know, a lot of people want because it's it's the first appearance of Poison Ivy. That's a major Batman villain, huge, huge key that everyone wants. So in this book, we got two stories. The first one, Beware of Poison Ivy. While attending a pop art show at Gotham Art Museum featuring portraits of the top three female criminals, Dragonfly, Silken Spider, and Tiger Moth, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are witness to the Arrival of Poison Ivy, who has come to challenge the title for the number one female criminal. <clears throat> and the second story we got is The Perfect Crime, Slightly Imperfect. When Kay Day, member of the Mystery Analysis of Gotham City, is to receive a Sherlock Award for her latest book, The Stars Do Kill, now there, now there was attempt on her life, and it's up to Batman to save her. So again, I think it's one of probably the toughest books for me to get in the nine O. Like I know I was trying to track down basically most of his like A list villains in the nine O. And this one that kind of probably took me the longest. There's a few like I don't think I'll ever get a nine O freeze because there's I think only three in the world. But another one that I was always trying to would be uh, Clayface. There's only again I think there's only like seven. In the world in nine oh, 0, which is again a book that you just have to be patient with, you have to hope to get lucky and just wait for it. But this week, Batman 181.
0: I even knew that book, that's how popular I mean, that book is.
1: I suppose, I mean, I, I think that's us just growing up having the movie growing up and just being like, just, just being like, I, I guess, an iconic character for us.
0: Is it bad that my mind, when you said. Um, I guess it's growing up and it's 181, which is close to 182. I was just like, Well, I guess this is growing up. Yeah. Just uh, this, that's, how my brain, that's how my brain works, dude. That's just how things work. I, musically I was like, down the shore and somebody asked a question about a specific date, like six years ago, and I said, Oh yeah, the Phillies played the Cubs that night and one and they were like, What the fuck? How do you yeah. do that? And I'm like, I don't know any I don't know what my wife told me this morning that we're doing this weekend, but I know everything like revolved around sporting events. It's a very weird thing that I do.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a very weird thing I do. But everybody, that was episode 193. We thank you for coming along for the ride. Hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's staying safe. If you could, shoot us a review on iTunes, CastBox, wherever you listen to the this show that would be greatly appreciated um obviously a rating would be wonderful but if you could just take a few seconds and just jot down a few words about what you like or some feedback about what we could do better would really appreciate the reviews it just really helps the show grow it's free it's easy you know if you'd like to help us monetarily please feel free to do that as well patreon.com slash we pod squad link in the description below uh, if you want to become a patron we'd appreciate that as well um, we may need you more than ever coming up soon, but we'll share some news if there is news to be shared. If not, we'll see you next week for episode 194. Rest in peace to all the dogs that I killed in unless- last.